everyone, and welcome to the Maiden Vault Podcast, and the Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And we are back. Episode 8. Thanks for joining us again. This week we're going to be discussing Cat 4. Cat 4. Yeah, man. That's the best kind of Ethernet cable. Actually, it's not. It's really Cat 6. So we'll get there soon. Okay. Okay. Have no idea what that means, but I'll take your word for it, local techie. Is that cool? Yes, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> Let me get into the summary, man. All right, so we link back up with Cat and Roderick as they are on their way to King's Landing by way of sea. They didn't found a boat now. Uh, when they dock in King's Landing, their sea captain, Morio, then tells them of a place that they can lodge free of prying eyes. As Roderick goes to the Red Keep to find the Royal Master at Arms for questioning about the blade, the mysterious blade that they uh, found on the uh, assailant of Bran, Cat retires for a nap, only to be interrupted by a group of city watchmen who bid her to follow them to a place unknown. They ultimately take her to a quiet room in the Red Keep where Lord Peter Baelish is waiting, a childhood friend of hers and the current master of coin. They are then both soon joined by the royal master of whispers, called Lord Varys, and the three begin to discuss the reasons for Cat's visit to the capital. That's aces. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea what that was. Something fell. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, it's kind of like a short chapter, I think. Yeah, this one was like a, a quickie. Yeah, yeah. It was quick, but like a lot of stuff that will be very important later on. Yeah. Specifically way down the line uh, happened in this chapter. And it's still interesting. Yeah, there's um, some like real cool like establishment stuff. Yeah, yeah, That happens throughout this chapter. Yeah. And I continue to dig cat stuff. So. Yeah. Still loving cat. Yeah, man. I, t- to be fair, I don't think I have disliked any of the POVs thus far. No. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, sorry, I'm just. I was just reflecting on that. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Um. Anyway, um. I guess we can start with like the beginning. So we can talk about like what they were doing on that boat, how they got there. Because I mean, it kind of. I don't want to say it was a direct lead out from last time we saw her, where she told them that they, she was going to go down yeah, to King's Landing. The fate on that scene was like, "Hey, we're going to get on a boat." The fate in on this scene is. Mm-hmm. We're now on that boat. Did they say they were going to get on a boat or that they were going to go down? Because I thought originally it was... A, well, no, I guess it was they wanted to yeah, get on a boat because it would be faster. The plan was they to go that way. Yeah. Okay. Less, right. less people... I mean, the whole objective here was to have less prying eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. on what it was that they were doing and the quickest way yeah. to beat, you know, Ned and company down would be there to take would be a the boat. boat. Yeah. It's funny you say less people. How, do you think it was just her and Roderick? Because I was thinking about that. Like, I'm pretty sure it was just her and Roderick, which is wild. Yeah, but I cool. mean, she calls out just Roderick. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just the the safest and easiest way for them to have traveled. Like, travel light, travel easy. Yeah, yeah. And Roderick would do his best to keep her as safe as possible. Yeah. Do you think they um, flew a banner? Because man, I have a question about this one thing, but go ahead. I wonder. Um... I'd err on the side of no, but maybe to start, Roderick thought it might have been prudent to fly their banner. Like while they were like riding down from? Yes. Like for hmm. safety reasons. Like yeah. there's probably some power in having that banner there, being able to say, hey, look, look who's coming. Yeah. And 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 them ha- being able to, I guess, just stay a little bit more safe. But how is that road safe, there. though? That's what well, I mean. I guess that's okay. So that's what I mean. So Who, on the road, they they probably had a guard, like an honor guard, to escort them. Do you think, yeah. or do you think that they? Because that's the thing. Like I would think the safest way would be to just go under the cover of the of night, 
to leave cloaked, no like sigil or anything kind of like pointing out who they were because they wouldn't want people to know because the whole the whole point is they don't want people to know that she's coming but then but they do morio knew who she was like that's okay so a little bit of background so they are on this boat that is a galley it's a galley it's It's a a galley tyroshi tyroshi galley because um the the boat captain morio is from tyrosh and he's the boat captain and they've kind of gotten a little chummy Mm -hmm. during this journey but for some reason he knows exactly who it is that they are. And I just wonder why they thought that was a good idea. I say we, but like for real, for real, it might be that was just straight up Roderick. And he might have felt it was the most prudent to just be honest with the, you know, the 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 seamen and just be like, hey, here's who we are. We need safe passage. Can you be chill about this? But why would Cat allow that? Like, he seems to listen. Like, the one thing I will say about the shit, like, Roderick seems to to pretty much do what Kat tells him to do. Maybe she felt it was safe to do so. Hmm. Like, do you think it was like a leverage thing? Maybe. Just like, hey, here's who I am. Yeah. Let me, I, I, like, I need to get on this boat. Like, can you, you know, give us a passage? Yeah. Obviously, we're going to pay. Yeah. Which. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of payment. <laughs> so we know what, what they did with the money. We were asking, what were they going to do with the money? Yeah. And. and to support this trip heck yeah i mean listen if somebody ch- tried to come and kill my kid and, and had a bag of coin had a on a bag of money i'm not giving it back like one we're trying to figure out who it yeah, belongs we don't to, even know to i'm just like to we gotta use that and we gotta use that the best to our advantage so yeah so they end up basically like using this money to afford the boat mm-hmm. to probably afford whatever food or lodgings they need along the whole trip and at one point, Kat's like, hey, I guess we got a little extra spare change. Like, our pockets is mad fat. So I think your dudes did a good job getting us there mad quick. I'm they, gonna... de- they deserve something extra. Yeah, yeah. They so deserve she's... a little on top. Which I think is really thoughtful of her. Like, again, it, the thing that I keep pointing back to is, um, and I've said this before, we are dealing with a picture of the 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 1%. Like, we're dealing with the upper echelon of this society. Mm-hmm. They're all nobles. Yes. For the most part. Like, that we've read POVs thus far, we've not had anybody that's not of either royal or noble blood. Um, but Kat seems to be very grounded in um, like everyday, like everyday life. Like she really knows and kind of knows how to communicate with and engage with the people mm-hmm. that are not necessarily her, her social status equals. Yes. But she treats people like people and she like kind of understood that, Hey, they did a, they did me a mad solid. And so they deserve something. They deserve something. And she kind of gives some pushback, which is cool because Morio is just like, oh, maybe I can try to. Because he doesn't think that she's going to give him any fight for it because he's just like, oh, well, she's probably just doing this because we did her salad. So mm-hmm. she's not going to fight me back on the fact that he asked. What does he ask? He's just like, oh, let me hold it. Because, yeah, he, well, he wants to hold it because he's just like, yo, my my oarsmen, mm-hmm. they're gamblers. They yeah. like the dice. They're going to be out here and they're just going to use up the money. So I'd rather hold on to it for their sake, for their wives back home wives i'm putting air quotes around that because it's just like come on man like really you care about the the safety and and the moral well-being of these people's families maybe he really does okay let me not laugh do you really think that i i erred on the side of man he's trying to fleece originally but as more of the chapter went on his grift was different. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was for the sake of making sure that he grifted the dudes that were on the boat. Yeah, yeah. It had more to do with 
additional stuff that he was privy to already <laughs> that he just wanted to like get ahead of like that. what i mean morio's whole beef is i mean his beef yeah his his beef with life <laughs> is the fact that he has to do pirate stuff and yo he, do you think he's like a pirate i'm just trying to I mean, so okay, that's a that's another good point we bring up. Let me, yeah. Let me, okay, no, 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 answer, no. answer your question, and then I'll go into what I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, I think his beef is having to deal with the fact that he is privy to very important and and classified information. Yeah. And trying to figure out the best way to get something out of it. I mean, yeah, um, that's an opportunity. She, she shared freely. Too much. Too much, and it's funny because you would you would think that the way that she had cautioned. And, and made use of caution throughout the entire trip up to that point. Like saying, but do like, we have any what, evidence of that? Well, she just was like, yo, I don't want to travel with a hundred dudes. It doesn't make yeah, sense. True. I can't have a huge guard. Yeah. In fact, having probably more than five people would be too much. It yeah, would be yeah. like too many eyes. Yeah. But then to just very freely and openly share. I mean, they're on this boat for what? Two weeks? I'm trying to they think, on this like, boat for two weeks? I mean, to get from, on, I, I, because I'm a nerd and because I have like, uh, too much time on my hands i i had a, like i think i showed you this once like i had a um somebody put together a spreadsheet in like a word doc mm-hmm. of like travel times and how long it would take people to get to and fro i think i i i plotted it out that it might take it would take about 20 days with a large host to get from white harbor to winterfell just wagons and all that stuff with two people it might take half the time so maybe it might took it might have taken a good 10 days maybe like yes. let's say let's call it a week to get down there if they mm-hmm. were like if they riding fast and they hustled and they didn't Which stop they said too that much. they were going at, uh kind of break like, speed. Yeah, yeah yeah so let's say it took them a week to get to white harbor alone um they were on that boat for a while because i mean then they they start to go into the fact that like um somewhere those rocks because i think i don't know if it was just like they were cutting across the fingers because i remember she said specifically that she had wanted to take a smaller boat Mm-hmm. Or it was the opposite way. Um, one of them had wanted to take a smaller boat because they felt like that would be like less. I'm pretty sure it was Roger Cash and I'm thinking about it. He just didn't trust the, the Taroshi boat. But she's like, I'm glad that I picked the Taroshi boat because one, it's faster and it, it got us there faster. Also, there was like a storm. And if they had stayed. Yeah, the winds would have been against them. The winds would have the been against them. And Roger would have been no more good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, Roger was already no good anyway. <laughs> Dude fell in the ocean and. Partially. Because he was yeah. holding on to something. He was holding on to something. Yeah. But dude got submerged and got himself sick. Yeah. And he is just, he's so he's out of commission. Yeah, Rod- yeah. Roderick's gone. Yeah. And and Kat has kind of left her own devices. So I, I imagine it's one of those things of over those days yeah. together, it's like her becoming more comfortable with Morio mm-hmm. and being like, hey, yeah, I'm going to share she would be some by stuff with you. Then, I'm because, kind of by myself because yeah. Roderick's not watching. Yeah. And that's not to say that she wasn't thinking about like what the consequences of that is but like here on this boat Mm -hmm. what that what could that have done yeah but like how quickly that information like from the time that they left the boat yeah (laughs) to the time that they got to the end exactly moria was like who do who and the information was out there yeah and he got his coin and he bounced was that so i'm just still it wasn't an evil thing it was just hey no, I didn't mean evil. I, I mean more so under the that's business, man. He he probably, if not, had already been employed by Baelish and or Varys. Ah, see, we're gonna get into that. I I actually who, think, who do you think owns I don't pocket? think I don't think Morio had anything to do with that. 
personally. So how did the information get to to Baelish? Baelish has people everywhere. That's the whole point. So who did and, more? And Varys. Did... It, it, it was. It went Varys. We're gonna get there later. We're gonna get okay. there later. But I, well, let me here's the thing then. because we start talking about the fact that like Cat immediately is just like, damn, it was Mario. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To which I took that to be she realized she said too much. Yeah. She realized she said absolutely. I mean, she caught too it much. way too late. And she was just like, damn, I should not say anything. But I think the whole joke was that like it wasn't even Mario. Oh, it didn't even matter. That it wouldn't. I mean, okay, here's the thing. It could have been Mario. We'll get there when we get there, I guess. I don't know. I keep saying that, but I mean, I mean, do you want to start talking about secrets and stuff now? Or do you want to, because I'm still on this boat trip. No, we can, we can but, hold off. We can definitely hold off that. That's no, just something no, no, I'm, no, it's, no, because it's something I'm thinking about in that Mario's here and you kind of have. I think that's what I'm wanting to talk about. He's on someone's like, payroll, but like. No, I don't think so. This is what I'm saying. I think, again, what this does, and again, Actually, I don't want to say no because this is my own personal opinion. If mm-hmm. you think that that that's totally cool, yeah. I just again I think it also still feeds into that idea we were talking about earlier. Um, the fact that they're now interacting with people that aren't just people of the north; they're interacting with different kinds of people. Oh, and the yeah. idea that off the bat, Roger is like, "Yo, I don't trust Taroshi people," mm-hmm. and so this is the first time I think we're actually outside of like Daenerys' chapters interacting with anybody in Westeros that is not Westerosi. Yes. And the, the first instinct of Westerosi people is to be like, they're not trustworthy. Yeah, it's like and that's why when you're asking me, when you okay. were saying like pirates, that's why I'm like, that's a good idea because Morio is probably also the first non Westerosi person other than no, Cause Illyrio can speak the common tongue, but mm-hmm. he speaks the common tongue and she points out how well he speaks the common tongue. She points out like that she understands the differences in their cultures, all these mm. things. And again, I don't think it's a conscious thing that she's trying to do. I don't think it's a conscious thing that Roderick's trying to do, but they're looking at him like he's going to try to cheat them. Period. So they have these like built in unconscious biases yes, of against, against it. But of like, course. it's it, there's no malicious intent here. It's I mean, just, a lot of times it's not malicious, but yeah. you still have to point it out where it's there. Like it's there and it's clearly. And that's why I said it's funny that you say that because I started reading that and I'm just like, yo, we don't have any evidence that it was Morio. Yeah. We don't have have any evidence. And when we get there, we can talk about it. But even when, which I'm not saying that I would expect either Baelish or Varys to be completely honest, but neither of them even bring up Morio, which to me, if they were going to try to be petty and weird, they would have brought up, they would have been the time to do it. They would have said, oh, well, our boy told us X. So I just think it's funny that she's thinking like straight off the bat, well, it must have been him, which again, I don't necessarily attribute all of that to well he's Tyroshi and she mm-hmm. thinks that he's da 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 because that's not because it's just the fact that he's somebody new coming in on it but it's the fact that she like you said had been so careful yeah. up until that point a lot of it is she but ran for her some mouth. reason it's just like they really decided to run all their business by this yeah, dude and it's really just did. crazy to me it's like I'm bored on this boat I don't have a lot like, to talk about I gotta about. let you know that I am Catelyn Stark Tully <laughs> I got that flipped again yeah you did but listen I ride for the wolf I'm going down here to see I'm, and I don't think that, I don't know if that if she told them every single thing that they were going to do or why they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was very clear that they were doing something un- under the cover of shadow. So yes, like they were trying to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's wild. So um, it makes a lot of sense though. Like you said too, that she had to kind of confide in him because Roderick was under the weather and he kind of wasn't around. Yeah. He doesn't even show up until like the tail end of, of this boat trip yeah, anyway. Like when they're like coming up on the city, which mm-hmm. is funny because 
my man's is all he's all messed up like he's in a bad way he he already doesn't like being on the boat he like, doesn't he like his boats. Own vice. he's about what boat it is yep but his his other issue is like having almost died on this boat yep being sick because of this boat yep and then having to feel like oh man well any power that i had before has all been lost to him because he's been forced to to cut off to his, chop his beard, man. His beard, and it's just like yeah. that's that's the Samson. He he yeah, lost his power, right. so he probably feels like, and you know, he even goes goes into, you know, apologizing to Cat, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I should be a, a better protector. It's like, you know, yeah. maybe I wasn't doing enough of my job, and it was one of those things of pointing out again how Cat immediately just jumps back into the the training that she got as a as a woman, mm-hmm. like to, a young lady, and- yeah. It, to spare him his feelings mm. she goes into well yeah you actually kind of goofed but i won't have to i don't have to say that out loud mm. and and kind of I, I won't say coddles him but is is softer with him in in the sense of like you know she's like oh well you know you've, you've been doing a great job mm-hmm. let me just let you know that you're doing great mm-hmm. and, and you know in reality it's like he's He's been doing the best that he can given the he circumstances has, that's what i'm saying i don't know but if she... no 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 i, I just see yeah. it as like it's real wild that she's very good at at flipping oh, whenever yeah. she needs to yeah. and is just like i can be on the attack when necessary oh, to immediately well here here's my defensive posture yeah. i can be very demure yeah. and hey roderick let me just let you know that you know we're we're cool we're still good hey <sighs> did you ever think about all this stuff here in king's landing well, that's, okay so pause because i was just about yeah. to bring that up mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that, like she has that duality in her. Yeah. And it's basically like it's like a perfect mesh of Sansa and Arya. Yeah. If you think about it. It's just like she is Arya that was okay with learning the lessons and having them become a part of who she is. And I think we again off mic, we kind of talked about this as well. Like mm-hmm. she's ready to go on this whole grand adventure. And she kind of just was like, I gotta take my lady hat off for a while and I have to go and I have to do this really like like covert, like adventuring, like Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my hands dirty type stuff. Um and also the fact that, like, yeah, because speaking of King's Landing, the biggest thought that I had was when she starts to recall a lot of like uh the geography of the, the city mm-hmm. and like what, what the city sounds like and smells and all these things. Like, I'm just like part of it sounded like she was reading out of a history book. Yeah. But then which would again be it makes sense because she would have had those yeah, lessons. She, got she the learning. paid a lot of attention to those things. She just mm-hmm. seemed like she was that type of kid. But also, like, what if it was firsthand? And we've talked about this in previous episodes, guys. I know we have. Yeah, um, and I would like have. to. And we said, see, you said you're going to put a, put pin, a pin in, in it, it. And now we're, we're, we're going back we're to that pin. taking the pin out. We're going to circle back around. I that. don't know when it was she was in King's Land because it was it was almost as if she had been there, not just for like a. A, a short time like i just i don't know i wish that we would have gotten these answers like i wish yeah. that we would have gotten some of these anecdotes of just them guess. going to visit like you know what i mean because again like i pointed this out before it couldn't have been when her and ned got married there was still a war going after the wedding he sent for her to go back he was already at winterfell mm-hmm. we established that um how long after that did the Greyjoy rebellion happen mm, so i believe Robert's Rebellion was around 282, 283 ish, mm-hmm. or 281 to 283-ish. Um, Greyjoy Rebellion, I think, was in 289, 290. So okay. about five. Okay. About five years. About five, six years, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, and and I don't think that at any time between that she had. But then they did say that the last time that remember Ned had told her that the last time he had seen like Tommen was when he was oh, a yeah, baby. He was a baby. So that would have been so like when does seven that track years. to? That's seven I mean, years. We after. are we are in two ninety eight, I mm-hmm. believe. Two ninety eight is when the current sorry y'all this is so nerdy um, <laughs> no because i think it's good to to have that frame of reference because the amount of information that she gives like some of it does feel like hey these are by the books like that's the sense yeah. part of hey i learned these things in class yeah. i can recite them back to you yeah. i know this place in this place because they they relate to one another yeah yeah but a lot of what she talks about in in the geography of the space and 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 kind of its inner workings are are very like finite details that a person yeah. would only have like i could tell you hey i went to this bar on this place because it's next to this street and this street and, and you've you go, been there oh i know that because i've once, been there but you've been there you've like been there several times, times. Yeah, and like... it's it's just like there's this other interesting part of of cat's life that i feel like we're we're, we're missing yes, we're missing a big, a that's big what it, chunk i think of... that i was not able to put into words but i think that's what it is i feel like i'm missing a part of her life and again we come into this so at a very specific time in her life, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense, but there are things that I feel like we just don't get of her that cool we would get from other POVs. And I just, I, it would just be mad cool to know because I'm just like, it seems like, cause here's again, as we're talking about them coming up on the city and then like, because Roderick's now finally up on the board and, yes. or, or on, on um, like on, on the ship. Deck. Yes. He's, he's <laughs> I was on board. He's on the deck. He's on top. Yeah. Not on top of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are the ship's par- ship parts? It's aft. For don't get me to lion. Stern, I know there's a starboard somewhere, isn't starboard, there? Starboard. I don't know. Port. There's a deck, and that's he's, where he he's is. On the deck. He's, he's on above the deck. deck. Because remember, it's a yeah, galley, so he's yeah. not down where the oars are. He, he's he above came deck. up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, all that just to talk about a boat <laughs> that we're not going to spend any more time on. <laughs> but no, he's up there with them, and he's talking, and he's just like, "All right, well, here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. So we're going to get off, and we're gonna um, we're gonna find a place because we can't go straight to the castle because that will look mad suspect. Also, your dude's not probably even here yet, so mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. But I got to go, and I have to talk to Aaron Santagar, who is the master at arms for the Red Keep. And she's just like, okay, cool. And he's just, she was, okay. first, not even okay, cool. She's just like, okay, that's cool. But do you think that we can trust him? And Roderick then starts to talk like he also has spent time in, like, King's Landing, yeah, which is like wild. firsthand, my friend. He's like, yeah, Aaron he's Bane, but he's a cool dude and I can trust him. We got to get to the bottom of this and he would know the blade. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, well, when has Roderick, so Kat makes more sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. Because she is a high-born lady. If and Ned came, she, she came. That's what I'm saying. And, and not even just if Ned came, because I mean, maybe there, there was a time when Hasatoli brought them down. Who knows? I have no maybe. idea. But, Roderick. but like Roderick, who is of the North more than Ned, maybe like and the fact that this is the thing, because we start talking about this and it was just like, well, maybe they came down for a tourney. Maybe they came down for a tourney. But it's just like the Northern the Northmen, don't, they don't even get down for tourneys, maybe melees, but they don't get the, they don't seem the type to travel all the way south to go to a tourney. But that's what I'm saying. I think it must have been something special. I know we made a joke about this. I I mostly made the joke about it, but I was like, yo, what if there was just like a master master at arms convention? <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, hey, these nah, dudes the get North together. The would be like, y'all better meet us halfway. Y'all better meet us in the Riverlands. No. Hall has a big, big room. We can, we can maybe, all talk about it maybe there. Maybe it happened after, after that last long winter. This was the beginning of a summer. Yeah. And they're like, hey, maybe it'll just be a lot of fun. It's mad cold. Why don't you come down here? He's just like, you know, they don't sure. like the heat. We're saying that, but 
there are so many other weird things that are happening around like the outskirts of this chapter that we no, need I to know. believe it's just that a fun thing to, there to were just about. so many cool things that they could have gotten themselves That's into like think of all the like, fun adventures not... that they would have gotten into being I mean, down here maybe not Roderick, he's a wet blanket the... but cat <laughs> definitely would have had a lot of fun but once again her explaining the geography her talking about the different spaces that are interconnected from the red keep i think are real cool she even points out the queen's barge like i'm not even touching that because like i you know i had a note in that because i'm triggered by anything cersei but uh yeah the fact that she knew all the different she knows all boats and she knows and the thing is so she's worldly enough that she can point out even things that aren't westerosi again it's just very interesting because though there are some things that come from not just reading books right yeah there's some things that you can only experience and i like i said it's really cool um I still don't get the whole Santa Gar thing. Cause I mean, Santa Gar from the whole door. You feel like he from all the way South. Roger from all the way North. But maybe there's no bad blood there. Maybe no, that's I'm, why it's I'm cool. I'm not talking about bad blood. I'm just talking yeah. about the fact that like geographically speaking, oh, like, you're talking about the hang- two regions that do not like going nowhere. Like Santa Gar got a job in King's Landing. That's why he's there. Otherwise you best believe he would be in Dorne all the time, all day. Like, why would you leave Dorne? There's yeah. no reason to ever leave Dorne. <laughs> Dorne has everything you could ever want. Yeah, <laughs> sand, sand, and more sand. And food and, and food beaches and, beaches. and, and pretty everything. It's just it's it's a nice place to be. No, I okay? got you. I, I think it's, so. As it's well. the hot I, spot. I'm, I'm just being I'm being salty. No, I know. But um, anyways, yeah, you brought up some good points because I just I didn't think of it in the terms of like what we were not getting. Yeah, I was thinking of it in like, is this something that is like uh not rushed, but like something that was just like, all right, is this just exposition? And are we just doing the two cat size because it's convenient? Or is it because it's a missing part of her life? So yeah, anyway, I think there's more there. Speaking of missing part of her life, mm-hmm. um, as they're getting off, I think Roderick made a um, a comment about someone that used to be a part of her life and saying that, hey, like, if anybody can know that you're here, like, who's going to find out or anything like that? And he mentions the name Peter Baelish. To which she scrunches up her face. To which she... <laughs> She does. She scrunches up her face. She does, and there's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do. So are you ready for it? Yep. So it said, he was my father's ward. We grew up together in River Run. I thought of him as a brother, but his feelings for me were more than brotherly. When it was announced that I was to wed Brandon Stark, Peter challenged him for the right to my hand. It was madness. Brandon was 20. Peter scarcely 15. I had to beg Brandon to spare Peter's life. He let him off with a scar. Afterward, my father sent him away. I have not seen him since. So I have questions, yeah. as usual. Yeah. Um, so we, we we understand that, like, I guess Roderick is trying to do the thing where it's just like, it's not prudent to kind of go directly to the source right yet, but maybe we should try to see if we have some allies because it's just me and you. Um, what about this dude? One... From what I'm, what I gathered from that quote mm-hmm. was that Cat doesn't really like to think about him if she thinks of him at all. But everybody knows of their history, sort of. Like everybody knows that he was her, basically her foster brother. We can call it that, mm-hmm. right? Um, that he knows her and that they were somewhat close. How often does she mention him to other people? Because it doesn't seem like probably not a lot. Not at not at this point. Yeah. Um, there's probably a time where enough people had known mm-hmm. about their history that it's like how they can make inferences yeah, yeah. about, you know, said thing. Yeah. Obviously, I think enough people know about that story. Yeah, yeah. 
um, you know, with relation to Peter and Brandon, and Brandon? Okay. that it's a big thing. Also, you have to think about like all the stuff that Brandon ended up getting wrapped up into uh, that then I think conflates the nature of that story. So yeah. like, because Peter's still here, mm-hmm. there's something like larger than life. I about think that Brandon. exists in it about Brandon. Mm-hmm. And like whenever in relation to Kat, it's kind of one of those things of somebody just brought this thing up that you know it's locked away i don't i don't talk about it and i bet it's like maybe maybe that maybe that's like the thing and i don't want to i'm not directly relating the two so don't be mad at me but like you know how how ned doesn't want to talk about liana yeah i wonder if for cat does peter end up being kind of the same thing like is there a i think so is there like a, a a no a no talk order like is there a a gag order on talking about peter and does she like get upset kind of the same with it i think his anger is different his anger like i wonder if they have the same level of 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 anger when it comes to that time period because like well yeah i don't know no 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 so exactly what you're is saying. that a like, silly thing to think no, about it's not silly at all okay. because i'm thinking that the same i just never put the connection that she would connect peter to brandon in that way but that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because i mean right after that she starts talking about like in her own head because at this point they're getting ready to get off the boat and they're yeah. they're, they're looking for a lot or looking for to to morio to kind of tell them a, a good place to kind of lay low yeah um and she's just like yeah she doesn't really want to kind of like come across him like it's not something that she thought about but she thinks about the last time that she thought about him or not thought about him that but that like she had heard from him and it was like right after you know her dad had told her that brandon died and people knew that brandon was murdered yeah um peter then because he's been sent away to the veil has been has sent her a letter and she was just like i'm not even gonna open this like she was that upset yeah that she threw it in the fire yeah, without even she opening didn't even it. read it yeah like he was just, and, and, and that's the thing it's just like baelish is just so <laughs> And I give him a pass then because he was 14, 15. So, like, of course, you're going to shoot your shot when you're 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear the dude is gone. Because in his mind, Brandon was the only reason that he couldn't have cat. He doesn't, he but didn't even think about the that fact together. that, like, no, not even put it. He didn't think about the fact that Kat herself would not be interested in him. It was just Brandon. It was Brandon just, it was, was only Brandon. Guy. Brandon was the, Brandon was the, the obstacle. And he doesn't think about Kat's feelings. He doesn't even think about the fact that, let's be real and honest, it just, Cat happened to like Brandon, but Hoster was the reason that she was going to marry Brandon. Hoster yeah, is the that reason was and that she, yeah, Hoster was the reason that she did that. So he, the fact that he thought that he even ever had a chance, it's funny and it 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 speaks a lot again into the class system, but it also speaks into even though he is of a lower class, he still feels entitled to this woman Very in a way so. that I just don't like. But real quick, yeah, why did Peter Foster? at river run so like how was he able to get into that position to foster at river run so uh real quick um and i i I don't want to quote the wrong war i'm pretty sure it was like during the nine penny king's war um if you don't know what that is that is uh young aries young tywin time okay um and um that was actually it basically was the last black fire rebellion okay and they called the nine penny king's war um but during that war hoster uh had gone down and I guess the, whoever, I mean, whatever Aaron was in charge, I don't, don't remember. I don't mm-hmm. think John Aaron was around, but he's so old. Who knows? He, it could have been Ooh, him. Yeah. But again, those their, their armies probably got together. But anyway, during some battle, Hasta's life was actually saved by Peter's father's. So, and Peter's father is a lord, but he's a very, very low mm-hmm. lord. Like he has a very small, like 
non like fruit bearing land. It's it's one castle with like two rooms. It's so small and yeah. But he said, hey, listen, man, I can't really give you a lot, but like if you ever have a kid and you want like something that you can kind of wait, why are you covering your mouth? I'm covering my mouth because this is just the story of Dio Brando. Oh wow. Oh wow. I thought you were gonna say Snape because it's I mean, Snape, but like But it's also Dio. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I get it. Yep. I, I get Peter. I get everything now. <laughs> so yeah, and he's just like, I'll take care of your 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 kid. You know, you know what I mean? I I will I will give him an education so that he can yeah. be a good lord and he can have a better standard. No, that life. That, that makes a hundred percent more yeah. sense than me thinking like, how did he because the way she talks about him and the, her reflections of him is just like his his ability to kind of be sly, but also to be in the right place at the right time. Like of course. at 14, how could he have given himself enough agency to be there? But it makes sense that, hey, oh, yeah, there's a story that goes along with how he was able to to kind of circumvent that and, of course. and get into River Run. Um, of course. I just think it's also wild that like everybody was clowning him like Edmure was being mean to this dude. And I imagine like a, a younger Edmure. Oh. First of who all, basically probably, now is he's he's a lot, but I bet he just he probably looked a lot like his sisters. Oh, they just, all just were just like little like fire headed, exactly. Like and they're just, just running around and had the nerve to be making fun of Pete, but like Pete was probably so tiny. He was. He was so small. Well, here's the thing: because birth order goes, Cat's oldest. Yes. Then about it's, two years after that was Liza, and then Edmure. About one year after that is Pete, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. And then Edmure's about like yeah four years after Lysa I would I would oh, get. I think Edmure and Tyrion are about the same age. He was still clowning him. That's well. Here's the up. thing: was he Edmure probably was of height with him. Yeah, and not even that. But again, Edmure because again, I mean that's and we'll we'll get into that once we get to Edmure because Edmure is a very interesting character. I don't have no beef with Edmure. I just find Edmure to be the classic example of what it means to like he is a lord's firstborn son through and through. Period. Okay, hands down. Like and he, he knows and it, he knows and it, he exudes and that. he's just okay. like whatever. But when he finally, when he starts getting sunned by his fourteen-year-old nephew, I think it's yeah, probably he doesn't the love best. it. Okay. Um. But anyway, yeah. So, Kat has a lot of feelings about him, and she goes on later to to kind of in her mind talk about it because later, you know, he comes and and says, "You got to come and talk to me." But, yes. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or if you want to. No, let's just quickly because I think the next. The next scene and the next like thing that we have to talk about yeah. is like this end that she goes to, you know, from the from the strength of, of oh, yeah. Morio. Oh yeah, so Desmond said it's just like they go to the, the end. Yeah, and Morio gives him a recommendation. He's just like, hey, listen, it's quiet. The lady ain't gonna give you no problems. Also, they really season their food. They so really cool. season their food. Like that fish stew is on point. Like also tell him Morio sent you because like maybe I can give you some points. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, yeah, so. They end up having their bags taken down, which <laughs> I will say more. Morio was trying to fleece him a little bit because he was like, "Look, I can I can take your bags down for a little bit more silver." She's just like, "My guy, like, what are you doing?" When you know that you have a well in front of you, you you kind of draw from it, kind of as much as you can, because you don't know the next time that you're going to take a drink. Look, I am mad. Not mad at Morio at all. I'm also, mad. really liked his beer game was Thanks on point. Facts. Nice green forks beer, green, forks and green. Yeah. Better than forks and gold, I imagine. You just want to bring up Illyrio. I do, because I feel like Illyrio is about to make an appearance in this oh, chapter. Oh, oh, funny you say that. Anyway. Anyway, so, so we're yeah, at the end. Yeah, we're in. And um, so uh, Roger's like, look, I can't really waste no time. I got to go. And I got to go and find Aaron. Yeah, he's like, real quick, I got to yeah, go find Aaron. Yeah, and I go. And um, she's like, well, look, I got to take a whole nap because I'm tired. 
Um, and she's in there. And I, I do want to shout out the fact that like George put that little bit in because like sometimes after you travel, you tired, man. Like, you know what I mean? That jet lag ain't no joke. And not on top of her being tired, they really do talk about like the pain in her hand and, and the healing scar that happened because the, you know, the Valerian mm-hmm. steel went to her, the blade cut into her down to the bone, basically. Yes. Um, But how she has to hold on to that. And again, like I said, I keep going back to it, but like her spirit, man, it really does remind me so much of Arya. Like yeah. it really does. And I'm not to say that her and Sansa don't share exactly, but anything, like when but you like, call it out. It... Because a, a, I think I call them out so much because it's always so much of how Sansa is her mother's daughter, but not how Arya is and how the same thing with Ned and Sansa, like Ned is Sansa's daughter. You know what I mean? You meant Arya. No, Sansa is Ned's daughter. I said Ned is Sansa's daughter, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like it is. Yeah. It's just, it's just, she has a lot of her in, in her. And it's just funny because I really wonder if she recognized that, but this whole entire thing was just her kind of, and I don't even want to say she getting into business that she shouldn't have gotten into. We can argue that all day long. Like, do I think it was the safest thing to do? Probably not. But no. she she felt it on her she, spirit she, to go. She acted on instinct. And we can't fault her for doing what, again, a lot of people do. She was just like, I am curious. I need to know my family's safety rides on it. So I got to do this thing. And if y'all yes. don't bang with this, then that's your fault. But I got to mm-hmm. do this. And the fact that she's she has a, a physical reminder kind of to, to talk to her or to remind her of that rather um i just thought that was mad cool i thought it was mad cool yeah and, it was um, she gets so a little she takes rest. a little nap and Kinda. then pop 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 open and this is the thing i don't get right for all again her safety this this chapter i'm i was going back and forth on cat and just her 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 ability to be perceptive because i'm just like sis you know that you're there, undercover now. You don't want nobody bothering you. Why is your first instinct to be like, oh, hey, I'm coming? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, unless you got the intention, which she did. She went back and she grabbed the the, the blade. She, she yeah, went back and grabbed the knife. Because I'm just like, I mean, what if it would have been somebody really trying to come in? Was she ready to murk again? Because I'm down. But I think she think? was, but it was, it was a lot of, <sighs> I'm just going to call it like travel weariness. Yeah. But also wanting to continue, like, there's probably something, like, deep down that I'm going to continue the level of pleasantries Mm -hmm. that I'm learned on. Mm -hmm. So I hear a door. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not thinking about my own safety, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, saying I'm coming, maybe, like, the person would have announced themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, which she soon comes to find out. Who who was in front of her? Oh, like, she, she did. questions. Yeah, she asked, and she was just them, like, "Hey, like, not saying like, here's who I am." She at least doesn't do that. Well, she didn't have to because I think she opens the door first, and she's mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, it's a city watch, so they're here." And what they're y'all there. want? What do y'all want? <laughs> what do you want? Like, you got the popo at your door without a warrant or a search. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought it was interesting. I, but we can get back in the cat for a minute. But like, mm-hmm. the, the facts and facts. The most interesting thing I found was just like it said that. They had black male and gold cloaks, which again, I'm just again visually, I'm there are certain things that I just attribute to the show. There are just mm-hmm. certain things that I'm going to like. It's weird. I think at this point, I don't see the characters as much as I did. Yeah, that you did. Originally. Um, I see them kind of differently, but yeah, I would just imagine them be, uh, you know, head to toe gold. But they mentioned the black and gold, and I was wondering what you think about this. Like, do you think that like with every sovereign? 
depending on the house, like they change the colors. I do think they were like red and and and, and black before, or probably. Do you think, but I also it's like is this Baratheon colors? I basically. believe it's it's a very expensive venture uh-huh. to to outfit them yeah yeah which is why they're always talking about trying to get money for the for the gold clothes like for the watch or whatever yeah yeah it's probably because it costs a lot to to arm them and, yeah. and keep them in fashion yeah um yeah i i think that that's pretty cool yeah that they would not just even that they do but that they should exhibit the colors of of the sovereign yeah it makes the most sense yeah also black and gold just in general i it's think cool. looks cool it, looks cool, <laughs> it just looks real cool it does so. well we know why you do yeah love it <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah back to that i just i thought it was cool that she did do the thing so i think i screamed out loud she went she answered and i'm just like girl why are you giving yourself away she armed herself i was like that's great then she seizes them and the first thing she asked is just like Actually, not the first thing, because the first thing she asks is who sent you. And they don't even say Baelish. Mm-hmm. They just give her like a little pin or a ribbon with a mockingbird sigil on it. And she's just like, so you couldn't open your mouth and just say it? Like, you had to give this to me because this is calling car. Like, how whack is he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then she's just like, all right, look, facts on facts. Do you know who I am? And I'm just like, that was mad smart. Instead of being like, well, I'm not going to do this. Blah, 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 and just rattling off more information to more yeah. people she doesn't know. She's just like, all right, who am I? And they're just like, girl, I don't know. They just he just told me to yeah, make sure said, you're good. Come get you. <laughs> yeah, and that's, it. and that's it. And she's like, all right, good, bet. I'll be give me some time to change my clothes and I'll be down. Which was mad cool. I yeah, don't know. that was that, that was, was the, smart. That was one super smart and probably the best way that that could have gone. I was not that I didn't know the scene, but I was really worried for like a level of violence to come from this. Like, yeah, and yeah. struggle and her feeling like, oh, well, I don't have to go. Yeah. But like as soon as she saw the mockingbird, it's kind of like. <sighs> Okay. Yep. I I just need to get ready. Yep. All right. Yep. And um, so they take her up, and apparently at this point, at wait, they take her where? That's what I'm saying. So they're taking her out, and I'm imagining. I don't think she was in like flea bottom, but she had to climb some hill, some mm-hmm. street. Um, and they said that they got to the 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 gate that leads you into the red keep but yeah. the red keep like it was closed for the day because apparently i mean i mean i guess like after six o'clock like public yeah, transit sorry, not allowed, and we closed so they took her around to like a postern gate they let her go in and they led her to like i would guess like a secluded part of the castle and when she gets in there like peter's just sitting there at the desk writing letters or whatever and he sees her and she's just like this little worming bitch like he's <laughs> he really is giving me this look and i think she was just like he had the nerve to look contrite so there's a direct mm-hmm. quote yeah go ahead says, hit me with it he looked contrite. They brought back vivid memories for Catelyn. He had been a sly child, but after his mischief, he always looked contrite. It was a gift he had. And it's just like, she already knows when she walks in that he's going to make up some excuse for why he did what he did. Yeah. And, and Or not even acknowledge it at all. Just try to smile at her and be like, and hey, what's up? Like, yeah. how are you? Oh my God, it's been so Everything's long. Everything's great. Oh, so good to see you. Yeah, like, and I just, I, do you want to talk about Baelish and just his whole energy in the scene at all because you're like no no I, d- I definitely do <laughs> I was I was just thinking because like I have I have my own summations of Baelish but like well, through, what are they cat's about eyes yeah. um because she immediately goes into into chop mode well yeah because she's like hey, well go ahead I don't I'm, I'm talking to you I want to hear what you have to say I just think I just think it's phenomenal that Kat has this ability to size up individuals and immediately kind of give yep. just the realest of summations mm-hmm. of like their whole life. And in this case, it makes a lot more sense having 
been around him in, yep. in, in her earlier life and just kind of understanding the person he was and immediately being able to go back to look at him like that boy. And that's what I mean. He's still the same. Yeah. So do one, how much time do you think? And we get a little bit more of this later. So we know it like a little bit of, of the answer. Like how much time do you think it took for her to get to know, like, cause she had to have spent a lot of time with him. Right. I mean, they had been probably been together for years. Yeah. Let's call it years. Yeah. Yeah. At least three or four. Yeah. And two, do you think that she still sees him? It goes back to, again, Ned seeing Robert as that person before. Kat seeing Lysa as that person before. Does she look at Baelish now and I'm just like, you know what? I know exactly everything that you're all about, for better or for worse, because I think that as much good as it is for her to say, okay, well, I can recognize all these things about him that I knew from back, way back when. Mm-hmm. She also doesn't know the entirety of like what he's capable of now. Like she kind of is just like, oh, well, he's kind of wormy and he's annoying and he gets on my nerves. But she does not know at this point, like the lengths that he's really willing to go to, to, to do the things that she knows it. Cause she says it like, like you said before, she said like something to the effect of, I knew he would, he would rise high. Yeah. I knew that he would always, because there's something about him, like his perseverance and just his personality in general. Like he has always felt like, he was an underdog that like deserved to win something. That's just, that's mm-hmm. just his personality. And she's just like, I, I could see it then. I see it now. But does she really realize at this point just how absolutely dangerous he dangerous is? Dangerous he is. Yeah. I I think that's why she kind of keeps in like at arm's length. Uh-huh. And in the remainder of this chapter is kind of them positioning back and forth about like how much the other person knows about who they are now. Yeah. I think so much of yeah. The rest of the chapter is just the chess game that they've mm-hmm. been playing the 20 years that they haven't talked to each other. What's up? Know. Is it a chess game if one party knows way more? Because here's the thing. She knows based on previous observations of him from a, a life way, way long ago. Mm-hmm. He knows because he is currently keeping eye on her. Like he, she, He's been watching her. And, and this goes back to, again, I think last time we talked about and I think it was last week when we talked about the dagger and all this because they're going to get into this. Hands down, I'm 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 convinced all the way that it had to have been Baelish. Baelish had to have spies in the north probably prior to Robert and them coming up. It definitely was. He basically tells on himself this chapter. Yeah, like and I'm, his familiarity with with the dagger, like, and we can just straight jump jump ahead. Well, like, jumping into it because it goes to. Sorry, I mean no, no, no. Well. I just like he just gets so comfortable with with holding it and its weight, like that. That all just told me that this has been in his hands before. Well, it's not. not I mean, he, here's he, the thing, though. So he admits it. He admits it because here's the thing. So, so is that the, is that the thing? Like he's able to cover it up because he doesn't tell the lie there. Well, the like, best that's lies not the always lie? have shreds of truth to them. Okay, the best lies always always do, and. So it's just, you know, she comes in, rightfully so. She's just like, hey, I don't really want to play these games with you. And he's trying to be super informal. He's like, hey, cat, it's been a while. And she's just like, cat, like, come on, man. Like, and it's just like, he came well-dressed because she says he's always put together. Like, he he has to make up for what he believes are his shortcomings. No pun intended, but he's small. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that he feels some type of way about it. And she's just like, he always made up for that by being impeccably dressed. He always presented himself. He was well-groomed all the time. Um, and she's just like, yo, I want to know how you, like, she just starts rattling off. How do you know all this stuff about me? Like, what are you doing? She's like, and he, again, he says there are spies everywhere. 
but he doesn't say, well, I was looking for you. He yeah. said, well, it was Varys. Yeah. Varys told me to, to go. And then I said, well, is it, I didn't want Varys to run with this information. So I got on top of it and I made sure that it was me you were brought to because I feel like I can protect you because we're, we're family. But that's just BS, right? It's half BS. Again, there's a shred of truth to it. He does not want Varys. Here's the thing. He loves Kat in his way. He doesn't want harm to come to her. He knows Varys. I mean, first thing he's going to do is going to snitch to Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to snitch when Cersei gets back. So it's just like, all right, cool. No, Varys, here. Like, how about we can just get on top of this? Okay. At this point, I'm not even convinced that Varys knew about it because they, they talk about it. So anyway, so then she starts to think about the fact that like, hey, damn, I really was out here saying it was Morio. Damn, yeah, Varys. And like, she, she calls back on it. And she's like, oh, I'm very sorry to that man. <laughs> she's like, she didn't she didn't say sorry but that's what i'm gonna say that is her being sorry about calling out mario mario I'm yeah like, so he's just like yeah like it's you know it's tough times you know we're gonna wait for varus and varus is gonna be here in a minute so i just want i just want you to to kind of sit here and 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 talk about it but like why are you here cat can you tell me why you're here she hits him with the well i miss my husband and my kids so that's all you need to know he's just like girl stop like that that's a lie like come on now I, I know Tully words I literally was raised around Tully words we know what it is like if family duty honor was your thing you would be with your family your duty is with your family your honor is with your family why are you here they're not even here yet so mm-hmm. what are you talking about uh she's like shit damn damn um you got me you got me but he starts talking about though um the fact that like all right he's not exactly sure what exactly is going on but he knows that like there's kind of like this is like the prime time for them to have this conversation to figure yeah. out because every everybody's gone. So he's just like clearly like Robert's gone, um, Barristan, and so he's like basically the whole council is gone except like for anyone else Varys. that you would have been brought to. Yeah, because he's just like, hey, out. like Varys is is on our side. I'm trusting him today. It's me and Varys, and they are also. Let me do a little backtrack because I'm rambling again. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the king has masters on his council. So they are people that are in charge of different aspects of what it takes to run his government. And Peter Baelish, also called Littlefinger. I haven't said Littlefinger this entire time. And they asked him why they called him Littlefinger is because he's little and and he comes from the fingers. Um, (laughs) He is the master of coins. So he takes care of all the financial uh, aspects of what it takes to run the realm. Mm -hmm. And Barris is the master of whispers. He's basically king spy. He's a spy. That's it. Yeah. I don't even know how to put that. Um, But missing clearly is the king. The king is not there. He's at the head of the government. And then the um, Lord Commander of the King's, King's Guard, Guard. Barrison Selmy, we know is in the Honor Guard, escorting them back down. And I don't know what Renly's place on the council is, but I know Man, he has one. He's probably Master of Ships. No, I think that's Stannis. Speaking of, where is Stannis? That's what I was going to get to. So he's just like, hey, we're actually at a really good advantage because guess who's not here? Stannis is gone and we have no idea why. And I want to know, because we're not going to harp on this because this is not about Stannis, but because we both, we like Stannis, right? We like like Stannis. I want to know why this isn't brought up by any other, to our recollection, we might be wrong when we go into other people's point of views, but it's never brought up that Stannis has just like, Robert is not like, this is a problem. He's not here. What the hell? You know what it's like? It's like when you have that like messy middle child. Yeah. But like the they say, hey, we're gonna play hide and seek. And the middle child is super good at hide and seek. And they go hide and then they forget that they were playing hide and seek and they just go do other stuff. I feel like Robert would be so 
caught up in whatever he's doing when he gets back that he doesn't care. Renly's, so Renly's not going to ask after Stannis. Why? Because when Stannis is not there, Renly's okay. Because I feel like their beef is just like a proximity beef. Like they don't dislike each <laughs> but other. But that makes no sense they because as, as children, I would imagine they were very, very close. We're not going to Brighton Brothers right now, are we? No, we don't really need to. I mean, we I can. Just I'm just saying, I just, I just feel like they would be closer, Renly and Stannis. Than... Stannis felt like this was the best opportunity for him to slip out. Oh, we know that. And nobody could say and anything because this way nothing. no one could say anything to him. And also, no one's going to ask after me because it's Stannis. But that's what I mean. Nobody cared. And I think that is that is literally the story of his life. Mm, I think one person cared. I think one person cared. I wonder if we're thinking of the same person. Who are you talking about? All right. Three, two. No, no, no. You just say it. Cersei. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Cersei, there too. You know, see, we could have did that. I think she just... But mis- here's the thing. Cersei ass don't have no power. No, I think it's just like she just misses the grinding of his teeth. It's like white oh, noise or something. Oh, she hates that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So everyone is gone. Everybody's from the gone. And so she's he's just like, we're gonna have our own little mini like sparse council meeting here, and you're gonna be privy, and Varys is gonna be here, and then just out of the shadows, he dips. And wait, do you have a direct quote or something? I do. Okay, go ahead. So Varys shows up on the spot and it goes, The man who stepped through the door was plump, perfumed, powdered, and as hairless as an egg. Hey man. Like, do you, but Cat Cat don't have no chill. Cat don't have no chill. Like, who is one person Cat has described nicely? She, Not even. And nicely, I love it though, because just, it's just like, look, she can crack jokes all day. Like, she's just like, look, look at him. Look at these ridiculous people in their ridiculous outfits. But See, you know Varys what? in particular. Varys came through with his nightgown. Nightgown and slippers and powdered and breath smelling like lilacs. What was that about? How is that possible? Yeah, what you chewing on flowers? Two. How close was he? Well, I mean, I guess he got pretty close because he grabbed up on her with the quickness. You know what I'm about to say. Not with the quickness, just with the quickness, but also his hands were moist. Oh, God. So once again, (laughs) that pen, we're going to pull it out. Illyrio has returned, (laughs) but in powdered egg form. Yeah, that's... he's. I mean, they are best friends, probably. They they are besties, but what is it with like moist hands? Do you think he likes him? Okay, go ahead. ahead. What? No, I was just going to say it's like maybe the moist hands make sense. Like... I, I guess it's probably balmy. In, you think in, he was nervous? Like, Landing. maybe he'd be nervous. He's probably real worried about, like, what he was coming into. Because maybe not on behalf of, like, being worried about the cat stuff. Mm-hmm. He had enough little birds out there to figure out yeah. what he needed to about that. Yeah. Also, Pen, little birds is mad problematic. I don't like Varys' use of children. Yeah, facts. I'm not sure how exploitative that is. Very. Um, but, yeah. Here's I, the thing. I would like to return I say to that in... Now, this I, do I hope he's not up. hurting those kids. So here's my thing. So this goes back to the whole thing. So the idea that Varys is a eunuch and that Varys presents more feminine... And I... I Forgive me if I'm wrong. I know wrong, you don't but, even want to say he But No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like to the males in this story, they they see him as presenting more feminine than yeah, masculine. I mean, that's the only thing And so the thing is, on. what I'm saying is they cut him up all the time and they always chop him up for just living his best life and their 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 main insult is the fact that he hurts kids and I don't I think he hurts children but not in the way that they imply that he hurts children mm. and that's that also is a mess to me I don't yeah, like that's, it that's because it's just damaging. like the idea that oh well you want to abuse children like sexually or like hurt them I don't think that's his bag I would hope that that's not his bag I'm praying that that's not his bag yeah I do think though that he uses these kids to his advantage and oh, that's definitely not does. good 
But yeah, um, I, I think that but just yeah, feeds so into that feeds into it. So again, more, more of his mysticism and yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like he came through, and I'm just like, look at him. He had on his whole outfit, and it said he had like um his, his you know his his his. She didn't call it a dress. It's not a gown. I said nightgown because it sounded like he was brand like new bed. But yeah, like you know, he had his all purple robes, robes, but then he had like a golden vest on top of it, and I'm just like, he matching. He looked regal, and I'm like, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, I just don't understand what the lilac breath thing was about. Yeah, and the fact that like, like Peter was trying to chop him up, but like, sir, you nicely dressed as well. Like, I don't understand this. So the fact, the reason that because he's not dressed masculinely, he is funny to make fun of him. But like, sir, you take more, a lot of time in a bathroom. I think it's too. because it's it's a dude having an opportunity to cut down another dude in front of a lady, and it's him just. It's like on the schoolyard, yo. I'm, I'm going to show you how hard I am. Look at this corny dude. Look how corny he is. Haha. Yeah, he doesn't have a penis. Guess, guess Did you know that? And that's what I'm saying. So Peter get chopped up by every other person because you know Robert probably be chopping him up. All you know Renly chopping him up. You know if Jamie get in his fucking face, chopping him up. Done. So Tyrion. This, this was his opportunity to feel big. That's what I'm yeah, You're right. That's all it was. Uh, he just wanted to feel big. So like, And Kat sees that. Varys grabs on Kat and is like, yo, it is so good to see you. Uh-huh. He's like, hey. I haven't seen you in so many years. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful to see you again. So like, yeah. this is that thing that I was talking about before. Where yes. We yes. Had, we'd gone back to when was the last time Kat was in King's Landing? Uh-huh. It had to have been in a period where Varys was there. Well, Varys has been. No, I know he's been there, but I'm saying like in a position where he would have also been privy to meeting with Kat and or anyone who was in her party. That's what I'm saying. So this again is... Because it's not like he says, ooh, I remember you being here because of, you know, my my spies. This feels like I've met you before well, yeah, and like, I'm happy to see you again. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he was already... Mass- like, Varys has been Master Whispers since Ares. Ares brought him over. Oh, snap. All right, cool. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like... My like, bad. I'm, yeah. I, was, I was thinking of like, oh, afterwards, it makes sense that he came no, kind of like... No, no, he was already... There. And that's why, again, a lot of people do not trust him. Because if you really honestly think about it, most of Robert's council had been there since... With the exception of Renly, Stannis, and Baelish. Oh, everybody everybody else, else was under Ares. If you hmm. think about it. Everybody else. Barristan was under Ares. Pycelle John, was under Ares. John Aaron was under Ares. No, John Aaron. I forgot about John Aaron. Shoot. He wasn't? No, John Aaron. No. Hand of the King was uh one of the um the pyromancers that Jamie. Murray. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Ha, yeah, <laughs> he got it. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So some period Actually, of time. Right. So maybe it was like half and half. So some period still. of time transpired. Hold on, wait. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I just I just I don't know how much more of this we'll get. And this is just another one of those sad things of like there was some cool world building opportunity here mm-hmm. that I think just falls to the wayside. And for me reading through this chapter, it's like I was so interested in finding out more details yeah. about this, like whatever it could have been, like whether it was a tourney or it was some kind of like, hey, we came down for a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Like who would have been getting married that they could have The only come people down I can think to? of would be the king and the queen, but I don't know if they were there then. Who knows? That- well, I think it's heavily implied that Ned was really upset at Robert for what happened to Rhaenys and Aegon. So I don't see yeah. why he would just have turned right back around because it wasn't like I would imagine Tywin would not have wanted to waste any time to get Cersei married to Robert. Yeah. So maybe they showed face for the wedding and then bounced. No, because Kat didn't come. Remember, Kat went like Kat, like Ned didn't meet her. Ned was already in Winterfell by the time she got there with Baby oh, Rob. That's right. So she shows up. Yeah, I don't know. 
again, okay. like I think we might be. I'm saying we're looking to, and this is the whole point of this podcast, y'all. Like we're looking deep into yeah, it. Because I, it's I think fun. it's. I think it's important because uh, like, it's cat, and I think that yeah. that's just such a cool thing that is just thrown away as just like some like weird ass like throwaway yeah, line. You're so correct. Um. So, like you said, he came over to her, like Varys. He comes over to her, and he's um much more perceptive so Baelish is is trying to be perceptive in the same way that she is where it's just like well I think I know who you are based on who you used to be mm-hmm. whereas Varys is like well no I'm just really good at watching people so he comes up and he's like looks at her hand and he's like oh my god oh I hope it wasn't the battle and or not the battle but the, the traveling I hope it wasn't you know that like did they hurt you on your way over here and mm-hmm. she's like no nah, I'm good like there was an attack and then he goes oh yeah I heard about that that sucks. That's so sad what happened to your son. And Baelish kind of just like, yeah. And it's just like, what game are they trying to play at? Like, why are y'all trying to play at this? Specifically when both of y'all are asking like, and pretending like y'all don't know why she's here. Yeah. You heard the entire story about what happened. You know what happened to her hand. Varys even goes so far as to be like, you know what, girl, we can get you looked at. Like, our Mace Picel, like, he's great. He's perfect. You can go and, and he'll check you out. And she's just like, I also love the fact that, like, I think universally women know Picel is nasty and not to trust him. So I love the fact that she's just like, nah, I'm all the way good. <laughs> she's like, I actually have Lewin, but okay, cool. I'm exactly. Um, and, you know, then they, they play this they play this little game, as you say where I don't know if she's privy to it. I don't even know she's if not, either doing, of them are. No, like, do you they, know that, I think they are. They're doing do think, it for their benefit. But you, So you think that both Varys and mm-hmm. Baelish know I exactly think, what the other knows? I think they walked into this room going, it's, it's like that thing where they keep, it's, it's the game of escalation. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I know something you don't know. Well, I know something you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know something you don't know that you don't know that you know. And they just keep going back and forth until Kat, well, no, because she, because Varys, before she even says anything about the dagger, he says, well, can I see it? Once again, it's something he knows. And that's what I mean. So why would you then say, like, this is, and going back to what, because again, it's a lot of back and forth and we don't have to go through the entire conversation, mm-hmm. but it, it ends up being that Varys asks about the knife. He then feigns ignorance, like, I don't know what's going on to this, which then Baelish goes and says, well, hey, I know something both of y'all don't know. Like, this actually belonged to me. We can get into how he lost this knife. In general, he said, this is like, he starts playing with it, like you said before. And the thing in the back of my mind is, at what point does Kat start to A, know that whatever she says is going to be too much information for her to be giving them? And then Mm -hmm. at what point, is she afraid that if she doesn't say something, something bad will happen? Or does she feel like, does she feel like compelled because she starts to trust? I don't, I don't understand. It's not trust, but I think it's, she needs to get info. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the two people who have the most info right now are these two goons in front of her. Why and does she, she trust them? Why does she believe them? I don't think it's trust. I I think it's it's cautious optimism that something that she's going to get out okay. of this is going to be a nugget that is going to help lead her to understanding who hurt her child. Which in the end, she believes that she gets a nugget. Yeah. Because something is thrown out to her. Like that bait just gets thrown out to her and she chews it up because she needs something to hold on to because she didn't just come down here for nothing. So like, at this point, so, and, and again, so it goes like this and, and we're, we're going back and forth yeah, yeah. and direct quote. And I loved it because I, again, I was having these questions of like, what does she really think about these goons and what they're saying to her? Because if I'm listening to all this back and forth and this giggling and this back and forth, I'm just like, mm-hmm. both of y'all are either lying or y'all wasting my time. Yeah. And I can't, but she just says straight up, she trusted little finger only a little embarrassed, not at all. And it's, it's funny because the further the story goes along, I think it's, it's, it should be the opposite. She don't know that. Because she knows Littlefinger. So clearly yeah. she's going to feel a little bit more, you know, comfortable. There's a bias. With There's definitely a bias and a, a sense of 
comfortability but it's funny knowing that even with that bias that she don't really like him she don't really trust him she Mm -hmm. knows that he's an opportunist also for a second because we're talking about like like mentions of other women also here even though like Cassie only woman that we actually see speak or anything like this in this chapter but Baelish one of his um tactics to endear himself to her was that you know like you know we're all here together um as family again and oh you know like well i'm really good to lisa and i'm really i've been like a shoulder for lisa crying and i've been very close and it's just like one again he's so close to just giving himself up but cat's not even looking in that direction because in her mind again old lisa would never give no shit about peter which again then we're going to talk about that later when it comes down the road but like how was she so close to her sister, but unable to see how absolutely like in love and obsessed because with Peter? We talked about it Lysa before, was. and it's we talked about this in in Cat One. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that woman anymore. No, it's not she about doesn't... anymore. I'm talking about when she was a child, because all this stuff started happening like when they then? were children. I mean, because again, they would play games and like they were pretend. You know, what I mean, kids. You know, you're growing up and you you kissing people, and you know they would both play games. And Cat's just like, oh, it's just fun. We're learning how to kiss. It's fun. Whatever. It's Peter. Um, they wasn't with kids at Muir, so it's just like cool. Peter's here, and Lysa, but Lysa would take it very seriously because Lysa really, really liked Peter, but she also knew that Peter really, really liked Cat. Yeah. So it's just how was she unable to see that? Um, and now how was she unable to see that that there's a correlation? Like she, she knew she that doesn't... he rose high, but she has to have known that if her sister's there, like again, like you said, him being able to get himself into places, she has to be like to make that connection that he had to have been there because of who else would he have known to get on the King's council. Lysa is the second most powerful woman in the country at this point. You feel yeah. me? And you're not thinking about it like that, but like she's basically the vice president's wife. She's second lady of Westeros. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Peter Bayless comes out of nowhere. Now Peter wasn't even on the council right after Robert was crowned King. This is a newer edition, not yeah. not not new as in like the last but newer five years. But he, you know what I mean. He he's he's been there for some time, but not as long as as you would imagine he would be to have. I don't know. Is it, it the way that this made it seem is that he rose pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, and much quicker again? It's interesting as you said than Barris, who has been there much longer than him and has seen much more. But Peter seems to think that he knows more. Yeah, than everybody to, in the able room to position himself in a way. Yeah, that makes him much more of a threat yeah so it's interesting yeah and then very. but he knows people and he knows how to play people because then he starts to talk like you said he starts to to play with the 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 dagger and he goes hey look i know who it belonged to it's mine and varus like, like what varus goes oh, and it's just like we know that like there's no way he didn't know right maybe he maybe he knew the original Owner of the dagger? Like him. Yeah. Like, as in Baelish. As in Baelish. Yeah. But not the actual source of the dagger. Well, I mean, the source at this point, do you think is important? It's very important because, it, like I said, that's our that's our bread, our breadcrumb trail. No, that's, I mean, sources in, like, who gave Baelish the dagger. I'm saying, like, if we're, we're thinking about it as source for the purpose of this story, you're talking mm-hmm. about Baelish or are you talking about where Baelish got it from? I'm talking about where Baelish got it from. Oh, where did Baelish get it from? Is that important? I mean, it's super important. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because what it does is it sets a a tone and well, a who standard. gave to Baelish? Well, they didn't give it. No, she... no, no, no. So here's the thing. So I think I think I know where you're going, but it, no. What I'm you saying think is, I'm off. I'm off track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like you're thinking, are you thinking about Tyrion? Because yeah. no, it, it's the opposite way. Baelish. So let me give you all a little background. So they start to go, wait, what do you mean is yours? And Cash is about to like start swinging. I bet you at this point. 
And he's just like, no, y'all don't understand. So there was a tour, there was a tourney for Prince Jarvis' last name day. And everybody was going to vote or like bet on the Kingslayer winning because he always wins. Like, that's the thing. And I did like everybody else. And I was just like, yo, he's going to win. Nobody's ever going to take this priceless dagger that I have. I bet my dagger. Queen Cersei bet her jewels. Jamie bet money on himself because yeah, that should not be allowed. Duh. Okay. <laughs> and the only person to bet against Jamie was Tyrion. Tyrion. And Tyrion won all of it because he, Jamie ultimately lost to Loris Tyrell, the Knight of the Flowers. So that's what I mean by like Tyrion didn't, he's not the original source. Tyrion is now the breadcrumb goes to Tyrion because he's, so again, Baelish is putting crumbs of the truth. Well, that's what I mean. He's meant. saying I, like, I hey. I was just saying it the wrong way. He's like, yo, actually don't even look at me. Yes. Because it ain't, it ain't me. It ain't me. How do you think he got the dagger back? He just stole it, right? That's okay. This is what I'm talking about. So it's all kind of crazy because, like, all right, so we know that actually that's not even important. I was really about to go into like, do you think it happened at the time of because they said that Jamie had to come off his money. Mm-hmm. Cersei was not coming off her stuff. She told Tyrion straight up, like, said, I'm not giving you this. I lost, but I ain't giving it to you. So you better give my shit back, period. Um, and then he still said, Well, Tyrion had this. So I'm wondering, one, A, if that was a lie. And he was actually able to come up off of the dagger from Tyrion at that point. Or if it happened, I don't know. It could have happened at any point in between Tyrion winning it and them going up north. I don't see why Tyrion would travel with that blade. He wouldn't. Maybe he would just. But maybe he did. And that's when the catspaw, like maybe Baelish then told the person, yeah, yo, he, he got has the person this. to lift it off. Him yeah, just lift there. this off of him because that's cool. And also he won't miss it. Yeah, he won't. Because he, he didn't bring it up. He did! He doesn't bring it up at all. Well, he doesn't? No, see, I don't remember. See, that's the thing. I don't remember what happened during okay. his chapters. So let me not let me not say that Kat, in Because I'm not sure. But. but let's just say that in a lot of the reflections that you get off of Tyrion, none of that comes across as like, hey, look, here's this cool dagger. Yeah, yeah. So it, it that makes it feel like either it's a thing that he didn't, he didn't really, it wasn't a prized possession. Like he didn't come yeah, value it. No. Or it's like, hey, this don't have no value. I'm just happy that I took this from from Baelish. Yeah. So it's like I'm not looking for it. Like think yeah. about like things that you have that you don't really you're not looking for. Well, I think that's I mean it. that's a big part. Or of, like you of said, Tyrion's maybe thing. that's just there's your lie. Well, no, not even that. Like there's I mean, that, your... that's just a point. That's a part of Tyrion's character. No, I just he meant... just va- he just values. He doesn't really have to value anything because he has a he has a, a a crazy like amount of everything that he wants for nothing. Mm-hmm. So that it being missing. Like I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, like it being missing, really missing, it wouldn't have meant yeah. anything to him because it's just like, all right, cool. He doesn't care. But what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, where do you think Cat goes from here? Like, we know we know where Cat goes from here. Where Cat goes from here? But <laughs> I mean, like, the end of this conversation because she's gonna go back. She's like, Roderick's sitting with Aaron Santagar and they're drinking. They are literally in the bar, just they're getting lit, lit and, and like, she has to go. All right, Roderick, you gotta stop because I figured out everything. Yo, I just thought of something. Do you think that, that, like, all right, that conversation to her going back? Okay, so they end the conversation. Bayless tells Kat and Barris that he lost it and that the last person, to his knowledge, that had the possession of the dagger was Tyrion Lannister. Mm -hmm. That then shifts all of Kat's suspicion onto Tyrion Lannister as being the person that harmed Bran or sent a thing to Bran. We've been wanting to say it's the Lannisters the whole time. I mean, because it is, right? Yeah. TM. TM. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. She goes back 
Because they tell her like, hey, like you're going to find Roderick. He was kind of worried about you, but he, he brought Santagar back so that y'all can have a discussion. And they're now in the common room. They're getting, they're mm-hmm. drinking and having a good time and reminiscing and doing whatever it is the master at arms when they get together do. Um, do you think that when Kat goes to tell what she found out from Baelish and Varys, does she allow Santagar to be privy to this? Or does she tell Roger to kind of tell him to, to skedaddle? Yeah, she tells Roderick this in secret. I feel like oh, wow. the, the time for just sharing secrets openly has well since passed. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be as cautious as possible. Also knowing that like here, not knowing how many eyes and ears are on her at this point now. Um, and probably wanting to be very like cautious and wary of that. Yeah. Um, she probably tells Roderick and is like, hey, we're not going to stay. We got to go. Actually, we have some stuff to do because yeah. I have some information that we need to act on. Yeah. And if we're going to act on it, we need to act on it quickly. Uh-huh. So I think I think the the end of this chapter kind of puts us in a position to see Kat having done the detective work. Like she went out and did what she said she was going to do. Facts. She wanted to get the information. She, she got did. the information and now she needs to do the next bit of detective work, which is to track down the last person who could have had this, yep. and which is now Tyrion. Them accountable. Exactly. Which we can talk about when that happens. Yeah, we can talk about when it happens. You know. Yeah, whether that was a good idea or good not. Good idea or not. <laughs> Like I said, short sweet, pretty cool. Yeah, a very cool episode. I dug it. I, we, get, I, we get some really interesting because I, I think, again, we will never get anything from Varys or, or at least thus far, up until Dance. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything from Varys or Baelish's point of view. Yeah. So introducing them here with Kat, I think was really um a good, it was a good choice. Very much so. Because she's somebody who's not going to be, because I mean, they both operate on tricking people and fooling people. Or at least trying to. Varys mm-hmm. is less successful at it, which I think is maybe part of why he's more endearing to me. Yeah. Just because I feel like people are already primed to not trust him because of biases. So I, I would just always trust the person that seems the least, like the the person that seems the least trustworthy is usually a person that is probably not concealing as much. Yeah. Um, But that's just me. I don't know. No, I think I think it works. I also think like and hey, Cat Cat feels that to a certain extent, but she at she right now, and I think because of the Morial thing, she's at high, she's on high alert now. She's like yeah, I can't she trust has anybody, to be. which I think then will bleed into the next time yeah. we see her. Makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that was so, a good combo. I yeah, like that. that was real cool. Yeah. I like that. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, cool. So if you are interested in having more conversations like that, or even hearing them, um, you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that would be on iTunes or Spotify or any of your other favorite podcasting apps. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us and ask us any questions or, you know, give us any comments or feedback, tell us how you feel. Please, uh, guys, ask us questions. I really, we really would like to to have some questions from y'all and discuss some things that y'all want to. Just wanna, engage. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us by email uh, at themaidenvaultpod at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at maidenvaultpod. So that's another one down. And next week we will be back with another episode. We'll see you next Monday. Yep, yep. All right, have a good one. Bye, guys. See ya.